Uh, join me as we sing this song. Walking in sunlight all of my journey. sang that song on purpose. Well, that was a dumb thing to say. But um, um, in, my, in my other life, I used to work in college admissions. And when we would <clears throat> design these beautiful books to show everything that the college that, where I worked had to offer, one of the things that I noticed was all the pictures, there was always sunshine. Uh, everybody was always laughing and smiling. I never saw a single picture of someone with an umbrella raining or sad or anything like that. Because in marketing, that's not what you want to emphasize. And so <clears throat> when I would recruit students, I would talk to them about, I said, it does rain here. It does, you know, storm every once in a while. And, and of course, I'd get a, a little laughter out of that. But I wish I could say that the Christian life, as we live our lives, is going to be all sunshine. I wish I could say that as we sing that song, walking in sunlight all of my journey, that it would happen that way. But it doesn't. I was taken aback by the stories uh, as, as you go through Scripture, and you realize that there are so many of those those stories that have storms in them. <clears throat> Remember we used to sing, who did, who did, who did, who did, who did swallow Jojo Jonah. But if you read the story, he was supposed to go to Tarshish and he turned around and left. God, actually, God told him to go to Nineveh and he turned around and went to Tarshish. And, and it says that he got on a boat and as they went on that boat, well, it says this, then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. And all the sailors were afraid and each cried out to his own God. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. I can, I can just see that in my mind's eye. You take a, a, a ship like, you know, those Mayflower or something like that, or even more primitive than that. And you see this waves just blowing against it and, and, and just uh, threatening to sink the thing. Well, then you remember the story of Job. We talked about Job several weeks ago. His oxen and his donkeys were taken. They were stolen. The Chaldeans came, and they made off with his camels. And in both cases, they killed his servants. And then the Bible says this. When a sudden mightily wind, uh, suddenly a mighty wind swept from the desert and struck the four corners of the house and it collapsed on them, his children, and they are dead. That's what the servant had told him. 
a violent storm, a mighty wind from the desert came. Well, remember Paul? In Acts chapter 27, he's on his way to Rome. <clears throat> he's thinking he's going to get there. He, and and it's, it's kind of interesting because the way we make trips now, we say, hey, we're going to Rome. We're going to, of course, these days you may, your flight may get canceled. But anyway, um, you make that you make that decision that you're going there, you get on the airplane and you go there. The way that they had to travel back then is they would say, hey, are you going this way? Yeah, and it was almost like a hitchhiker. You went as far as you could. Well, Paul is getting ready to go to Rome. And so they're on a ship. Acts 27, in uh, verse 27, it says on the 14th night, think about that, two weeks Two weeks on the 14th night we were still being driven across the Adriatic Sea and the scripture says <clears throat> Paul was shipwrecked if you read in scripture it's interesting because we only know of that shipwreck the scripture says as he's talking and telling about all the things that's happened to him he says three times I was shipwrecked and a day and a night I spent in the deep so there's storms all over the place in the scripture. And it comes as no surprise that there's a storm on the Sea of Galilee, as we just read. And we've all been through those storms. We live in Nebraska, don't we? We've heard the hail uh, on, our, on the side of our house. We've heard the hail uh, breaking the windows. We've seen the tornadoes. We've had all kinds of things like that. We've experienced it. But I really want to talk about something else. I don't want to talk about the physical manifestation of the wind and the rain. I want to talk about the storms that may have happened in your life. The times when you didn't know what was going to happen. And I want you to understand that there are several things uh, that we need to know. First of all, God's not mad at you. And he's not out to harm you. I, I, I've been around people. I've heard this. What have I done to deserve this? You know, God, why are you doing this to me? Seems to be our reply sometimes. And we've already mentioned Job. I mean, that was the whole context of what they were saying to him. <clears throat> they gathered around and they said, <clears throat> all right, Paul, or, uh, all right, Job, fess up. What did you do? And, and Job would say, I haven't done anything. And they'd say, now we know that God does not punish people who do good things. So what did you do? And they kept after him and kept after him. And they didn't realize that Satan was the source of the bad, th bad things in Job's life. And I want us to realize that sometimes when those things happen in our lives, we tend to blame God and maybe we're blaming the wrong thing. Maybe we should turn and say, why is Satan doing this to us? Because God's not here to harm you. But I want you to not fear the new. Because after one of these storms, it seems that everything may be new. 
unanticipated doesn't necessarily mean frightening. Instead of saying, why has this happened to me? Maybe what we ought to be saying is, what can I learn from this? I've heard people say, I just want to lean into the Lord. And I, I, I struggled with that concept. I thought, what in the world does that mean? I started thinking about it. And I, I thought about my grandchildren. When somebody new comes up and my grandchild is standing next to me and they say, hey, sweetie, how you doing? Have you noticed what? I've got two that would do this, one that wouldn't. But, but have you noticed how they'll tend to kind of lean into you and grab a hold of your leg? And I thought, maybe that's what we're talking about. In these difficult times, these new times, what we need to do instead of worrying about what's going to happen, what's, what's, what's going to change in our lives, Instead, perhaps what we ought to do is lean into the Lord and grab a hold of him and hold on to him like nothing else. There are times in our lives when we just don't know what's going on. But there's no need to fear the new when we lean into the Lord. But there's no need to fear things that we don't understand. We, we live in an era, in a culture that wants to know everything. And again, I, I hate to keep bringing up my grandchildren, but I've got one in particular that, that wants to know why. Now, your kids did that. My kids did that, but not to the degree that this one does. <laughs> Papa, I want to do this. No. Why? Well, and then I give a reason. Why? And I give another reason. Well, why? And you know what I say? Every parent in here will know this answer. Because I said so. When you run out of reasons, when you run out of things to say, when you run out of all the answers to why, you end up saying, because I said so. Well, there are times in our lives when we may keep asking God why. And he says it a whole lot nicer than I do. But we need to listen to his voice when he says, because I said so. We keep asking God why. And we just need to say, you know what? I don't need to fear those things I don't know. It's an old song we used to sing. Tempted and tried, we're off made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others living about us never molested, though in the wrong. Farther along we'll know all about it. Farther along we'll understand why. Cheer up, my brother. Live in the sunshine. And this is the, this is the, the part of the verse that just came out to me. We'll understand it all by and by. 
Before we leave this story, I want us to notice several things. Jesus tells his disciples, I don't want that yet. Jesus tells his disciples, let's go to the other side. And if Jesus is leading us and if Jesus is telling us to go to the other side, by all means, let's go to the other side. It's kind of interesting. There's an interesting phrase that I don't know if you saw it or not. It's in Mark. Matthew doesn't really translate. Man, one of the things that I keep learning is, is they all say different things. In Matthew, it says uh, that, that at the end of this whole thing, that, that they saw something that was awesome. But we're going to get to that in just a minute. But in Mark, he says this. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along. Did you see this? Just as he was in the boat. Now, I've read different things. I've, I've seen different things. I've, I've tried to research this. What does this mean? Literally, it just means he was in the boat. Let's go. I don't know if he had already nestled down in the stern and had already laid his head on a pillow or what. But it says, just as he was. Maybe what, and, and this, is, this is a preacher's prerogative, to kind of take it a little bit out of context. But maybe we ought to take Jesus as he is. Maybe we ought to quit taking Jesus and making him into what we want him to be. And instead, just follow him just as he is. But I want you to place yourself in the apostles' sandals. Four of these guys are professionals on water. I mean, they know what, what it, the sky looks like. They know the Sea of Galilee like the back of their hand. And it's an indication that it's a, a tornadic kind of storm that comes up. Now, I don't know about you, but when the sirens go off, I'm not asleep. The sirens go off rarely. There are times when somebody says, did you hear those sirens? No, I didn't hear a thing. But usually when the sirens go off, I'm not asleep. This ship had to be rocking and, and it was filling up with water. And you can imagine they're sitting there saying, we're, we're going to sink in this. And they turn and look at Jesus and he's asleep. And what do they say to him? Do you not care that we're about to die, basically? Let me give you two scriptures. This is one of my favorite go-to's. Cast all your anxiety. I think the King James uses the word cares. Cast all your anxiety on him. Because he cares for you. Now when you stop to think about that for just a moment. When you realize that the creator of the universe. The one who knows all things. The one who came and died for your sins cares for you. 
Put your name in there. He cares for you. The other passage is found in 2 Corinthians. And <laughs> you've heard me talk about this before. Um, let me just read it. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 through 11. Paul says to the Corinthians, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the pro province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure. Have you ever felt like that? I cannot take this anymore. Paul says, we were in, in this province and we had been pressed far beyond what we can endure. So that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt like we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might, I want you to listen to this, that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. I think that's an interesting little phrase that he puts in there, who raises the dead. Of all the miracles you can think of, which one seems to stick out? I would think it would be the one raising somebody from the dead. Paul says, he can do all things He's the same God who raises people from the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril. He will deliver us again. And on him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on behalf for the gracious favor granted in answer to the prayers of many. Sometimes we think, and, and I've heard this statement, and, and I don't want us to say it. Well, we know that God won't give us more than we can handle. That says they had more than they could handle. But when that happens, then what we do is rely on God. But there's something else I want you to see in this. We need to remember that God is bigger than all of our problems, that anything we'll ever face or ever have to face. And by the way, let me say this. You may be sitting out there and saying, I don't know what he's talking about because I've never had any of these things. I want to tell you something. If you've not been through a storm in your life, you will. It's going to happen. And you're not going to know what to do. And as I said, at the end of the storm, when everything is quiet, I, uh, when the kids leave and it's quiet, Martha and I sit in our chairs and we say, listen, it's quiet. <laughs> when the storm is over and we are sitting there saying, it is quiet, it is peaceful. Matthew says they were in great awe. They were amazed. But uh, Mark says this. He says, they were terrified. Did you hear that? And they said, who is this guy? Who is this guy that can, can do all these things? Who is it that can calm the storm? Because Jesus gets up and he says, quiet, be still. And, you know, all of a sudden this storm that's raging around just whoosh. 
He says, I want you to understand that I am in control. I can assure you that you will never, never have to worry about God forsaking you even when you think he's not there. He will always be there. Listen to this passage of scripture. It's from Isaiah chapter 42. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 2 and 3. Don't be afraid of the storms. Because we know that the Savior, the one that is in control of all things, he's in control of your life and he will see you through. And, and, and I know some of us may say, well, wait a minute, I, I have not been seen through. There have been times when I have not made it through the storm. That's okay. We'll understand it all by and by. We're going to sing a song that Jeremiah has selected here for your encouragement. Our shepherds and their wives will be in the back. If you want to talk to one of them, you're going through a particular storm or something that you need help with, I would encourage you to talk to one of them. If you want the prayers of this church, we would be more than happy to pray with you, for you, and do whatever we can for you. Come as we stand and sing.